Michelle, we have a special guest here. This is a, 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 a young lady who I know from uh, West Hollywood for years and years and years. We just became friends on the street. I had no idea what a life she's lived until after we became friends. Uh, Frances Davis is here. Frances Davis. I Actually, Sunday, I went to a lecture at the West Hollywood uh, Chamber of Commerce building or whatever, where Frances was the lecturer there, and she talked about her life. I was so excited about this uh, this talk that I thought we've got to get her on the podcast because I want to ask her all about this. Well, she's got so much, to so talk much about. life to talk about. Of course, uh, most people know that she was uh, married to Miles Davis, the great Miles Davis, but a lot of people also uh, know her from Broadway. She was on Broadway in many shows, West Side Story. Uh, did you do Flower Drum Song? No, I did uh, Carmen Jones, Mr. Wonderful with Sammy Davis Jr., Shinbone Alley with Eartha Kitt, and then West Side Story. And then West Side Story. Yes. And what role did you play in West Side Story? I was the blonde Puerto Rican, Francesca. It was, we stopped the show every night. It was. Oh, like, you got to sing in... In I like to I be in America. Pre- did you do not I feel pretty sing. too? Yes, yes. I did. Oh my goodness. And it's so funny. Everybody, every dancer in New York wanted to be in West Side Story. And I would say there are about 300 or even more girls auditioning. Mm-hmm. And the combinations, I think, were ballet, which fit right in with me. And yeah. of course, I passed. It was Jerome Robbins, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And I passed that audition flying colors then they call you back for the singing audition and I was listening to some of the dancers singing before I came on the stage Mm -hmm. and they were singing off key and I thought "Mm, no I'm not going to do that I did something that no one has ever done I got on stage and I snapped my fingers and I went shab shab I did a a fitch gentle scat Uh uh-huh uh-huh well, Jerome, David, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was in. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean that had never happened. And so, and you, you opened in that show. You were the original girl. Original, to- and I received the, you know, the gypsy robe opening night they give to uh, honor special. What? Help me understand that the gypsy robe. What's that? Yeah, that's given uh, opening night to a special uh, a dancer. To one person in a the one cast. One person. Yeah. And, and it's I given the do they still do that on Broadway? Yeah, the gypsy robe. I think so, yeah. yeah. Huh? Huh? Anyway. Now, uh, and so, uh, so you you did all these shows. How long did, was your run in West Side Story? The run in West Side Story was about, let's see, maybe five or six months. I was at that time with Miles. Mm-hmm. And he came to the theater to pick me up in his Ferrari. And his opening line was, a woman should be with her man. I want you out of West Side Story. Well, I froze. The fact that he knew about my career, he loved it. He knew that I'd performed with the Paris Opera Ballet, that I toured over Europe with Catherine Dunham, and then the Broadway. But he became jealous Mm-hmm. Of all of this, and unfortunately, I gave in because at that time I was in love with him. Did you consider not giving in? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. And when he said that the first time in the Ferrari in front of the theater, did you say, "Are you crazy?" I would have been f- afraid to say that. Why? Well, you got to understand. I was brought up in Christian Science with. Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. That I never saw any type of abuse, or you know, and so I didn't know if he might get angry if if I didn't agree, I might get hurt, mm. which happened later. Uh huh. How how long had you been with him at that point when when the Ferrari incident in front of the theater? Uh, let's see. When I came into New York, I was married to a Catherine Dunham dancer. And that ended because my husband then, Jean-Marie Duran, a Haitian singer with the company, was jealous. Jealous of your success? 
of everything. Just everything. Yeah. But he was doing the same thing? Yeah, he was in the company. Huh. But, but it, what is it with me? I mm-hmm. don't understand. I, I'm not jealous, but the men. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had called my dad. My dad came from Chicago. We went back to Chicago on the train because by that time I had a little baby. I just I was performing at the Greek Theater eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah, and then he did some things. So I thought I better call my dad. I called my dad for everything. He was wonderful. And uh, so when I went back to Chicago with him, while I was there, I got a call from my was my teacher and became my partner, Walter Nix. Mm-hmm. And he said he wanted me to come into New York to do Carmen Jones. Now, I had worked with Walter as his partner. We performed with Benny Goodman. Do you know who Benny Goodman is? Oh, of course, oh, yes, okay. yes. And we did his famous song, Sing, Sing, Sing. Uh-huh. And we performed it in New York at the Palace. We also went to London performed at the Palladium, and that's when I got the call from Catherine Dunham to join her company. But getting back to with Miles, when he called me to come in, Carmen Jones, I finished that, and I'm thinking, okay, I have to work still. And Mr. Wonderful was uh, was on Broadway at the time. It had mm-hmm. already opened. And the fact that I knew him, because I had been his uh, romantic lead in this pilot film. Sammy Davis in Mr. Wonderful. In Mr. Yeah. Wonderful, yeah. So I went over and I thought, is there any room for me? Absolutely. So I came on board with Mr. Wonderful. On my way to a rehearsal, I ran into Miles. This is the second time around, because the first time was out here at Cyril's when we met. Mm-hmm. And we were on 52nd and Broadway, and he... We ran into each other, and he looked at me, and he says, now that I've found you, I'll never let you go. Oh, my goodness. So then... All right, so now back up. Okay, so you had been married to this um, Haitian dancer, and you had had a child with him. Right. Just one? One. And so uh, uh, you got out of that marriage by calling your father and saying, come get me? That's correct. And so what did your father, he just took you to Chicago. That's right. With the baby? With the baby. And and so, and you divorced him? Uh, I don't even know if I ever divorced him. <laughs> <laughs> you just left. Yeah. I just left. Honey. Yeah, right. And so when you, when you needed to get back to New York, Sammy was on Broadway in Mr. Wonderful. Right. So you said, Sammy, I need a job. Yeah. I mean, the fact that my partner called me first to come in to do Carmen Jones, and then I'm thinking, I, I still have to work. My parents are taking care of my child. Right. And oh, so while Carmen Jones was being put up, you needed to go into a job that was already up and running. Well, they called me to come in to do Carmen Jones. Uh huh. So my point that was is, a, that was a job waiting for you. Yeah. Okay. And then when it was over, you, you, you know, because. Broadway shows the last whatever time they last, and yeah. I'm thinking, what am I going to do? I, I can't go back to Chicago. I got to work. Yeah. And then I was blessed to know that Mr. Wonderful was already uh, on Broadway. Yeah. And I have so many questions for you. I, I want to ask about the uh, Christian Science. I want to ask about you know um, your father and Chicago. Where, where's your Where's your you, you You're born and raised in Chicago. Born and raised in Chicago. And your parents are from where? Well, they're Chicago. Oh, so they didn't come from the South? I, there was. I remember having a grandfather who lived in Roanoke, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's, I think one of my, he was part Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And I have an aunt, I think, was part Indian. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of mixture in there. Yeah, because I, I just wonder because, you know, so many people, so many people of color uh, moved to Chicago during the Great Migration to escape uh-huh. the Jim Crow storyline in the South. And I was just wondering, when I heard your story the other day, I, w- I wondered about your parents. I knew that you depended a lot on your father. You were a daddy's girl. Do you have brothers and sisters? I had a brother. 
Yeah, unfortunately, he's not with us now. Uh, well, well, a lot of people aren't with us because um, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazing. You're a well, woman of a certain age. You're a woman of a certain age. <laughs> I won't tell your age. but Well, I mean, it's out there. I mean, in the social media stuff, you look, Google, and there it is. Yeah. Yes. What are you going to do? Yes. yes. And I, I'm very proud. Well, okay, so then tell everybody And how so, I mean, when I look at my history and I think I started in classical ballet when I was eight years old. I was on point, and I'm still on point at 88. <laughs> yes. 88 years old. I can't imagine being 88 years old. No, I mean, it's only a number. <clears throat> it's only a number, but you're got... so with it. You're so present. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so funny because being in West Hollywood, there's such love here. Yeah. And, I mean, if naturally I have a problem with my knee, uh, osteoarthritis, in my right knee, mm-hmm. and I get injections of cortisone. Uh-huh. But I walk down the hill on the La Cienega side where I live, and I hear people say, "Hey, Diva, you need a ride." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> when I was working at the Hamlet, I'd wait for the bus, and cars would come up. Diva, you need a ride. I get in the car. They said Diva, so they had to know me. Yeah. So yeah. I get. My heart said, "You better be careful, girl." Well, it's funny because actually we're jumping all over the place yeah, because I know. we we talked about uh, West Hollywood and, and stuff. But I, I want to do one other little quick second. You know, I got um, this thing injected in my knee where they took out the platelets. Let me see if I get this right. They took the plat. They in, they took my blood out of my leg. Then they took the plasma, and then they took out of the plasma platelets. They then took those platelets from my body and injected them into my knee because I was having an issue. I hit my makeup chair with my knee, and I was having uh-huh. an issue with it. He said it was going to take about five or six weeks for this thing to, to kick in. It actually worked. I can't remember what this process is called, but I, I think I said it correctly. Blood... Plasma, 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 platelets. They injected the platelets into my knee and it healed it. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've just been frightened because I take care of myself. Yes, you do. And I, a lot of my <clears throat> lady friends, they have caretakers today. Yes. I, 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 so just the thought of being not yeah. able to to take care of oh, myself and walk down these hills would destroy me. Why do you never learn to uh, drive a car? Well, when I was with Miles, he only drove Ferraris and Maseratis. And he didn't want me to learn because he wanted to know where I was at all times. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was so jealous. But anyway, I never thought about driving. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's a lot. It's now, a lot. Now, okay, now um, we're going to go to break in a minute, but I, I want to pick up the story with you outside of the theater. At, in, at, you've just finished doing West Side, uh, uh, West Side Story. You get in the car with Miles. He says, I want you to quit this job because I want you to fly around the world with me. <laughs> and you decided, um, yes. Was there ever no, any No, I, I didn't even answer right away. You didn't answer right away. No. Uh-uh, I was too stunned. I, I was stunned, stunned, but that's where the relationship was going. Yeah, but I, I didn't think he would stop me because he he let me do how many shows before? How many shows before? Well, how long I, were you together with him before that? Before that moment? Well, <clears throat> when I came into New York to do Carmen Jones, and when I was on my way to rehearsal for Mister for- Wonderful, that's when we met. When he said. Now that I found you, I'll never let you go. Yeah. That's when I moved in with him. Yeah. By the way, there is a movie that's been made uh, by uh, Don Cheadle called Miles Away. I believe Miles it's ahead. Miles Ahead. Miles Ahead. Miles Ahead. Away is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. yeah. But you were you were involved in that heavily, yes. weren't you, Francis? Yeah. Yeah. And that's on Netflix right now. I think it's on. Oh, is it? It's on. I saw. I did. I see it on airplane. I saw it someplace. Well, a lot of people saw it on, on airplane. On airplane. Don Cheadle's amazing. He's amazing. He's yes. amazing. How much involvement did you have in this film? Well, I remember when, when I was <clears throat> working at the Hamlet. There were some gentlemen who, who, did come to the Hamlet. Uh, one of them was Warren Beatty and Adam Sandler. They were, and they wanted me to meet Don Cheadle. 
But what happened was he called the Hamlet one evening and came on his own to meet me. Mm -hmm. And that's when we set up an appointment and we started talking. Right. And that was many years ago because you haven't worked at the Hamlet. The Hamlet closed 2011. 2011. Yeah. And you were there to the very end. Well, I started in 91. 91. So I don't know math, but that sounds like 20 years. Um. From Is that 20 years? Okay. <laughs> so, oh, okay. oh, 2011. Yes. Yeah, yes. 2011. And how many nights a week were you there? Uh, every night except, oh my gosh, what? Monday, I think. Every night except Monday, and you would catch the bus ba- ba- over from, from Doheny on Sunset to La Cienega on Sunset. Uh, what? <laughs> Rue knows this terrain better than anybody. Oh God! Because uh, it's walkable, actually. If you walk. well, I used to walk. Yeah. From when I lived on Delong Prairie, I'd walk up the hill, uh, Sweetser, and uh, walk from Sweetser sure. to Doheny. Yeah, that's easy, Road. easy breezy. But most people couldn't do that. Yeah. So okay, now we're going to go to break, but I, I just want to clear up the fact that you moved. You moved back from Chicago to to do Mr. Wonderful and Carmen Jones. Carmen Jones and Mr. Wonderful. And Mr. Wonderful. That's where you reacquainted yourself with Miles Davis. And he, uh, so how many years between the move back to uh, New York from Chicago to sitting in front of the theater in the Ferrari when he said, I want you to quit West Side Story? Five years? Perhaps. Yeah. And he had no problem with it before that. No, well, we first met when I was performing at Ciro's with Catherine Dunham. Here in Hollywood. Here. Where was Ciro's? What street was Ciro's on? On Sunset. It was on Sunset. It's right where uh, the house, uh, where uh, the comedy store stands. Okay. And you were dancing there with Catherine Dunham. With Catherine Dunham. Ciro's, is that the same building as the comedy store? That's where we were. Oh, wait a minute. Because there's the comedy store and then there's that other place down there at Laurel and Sunset. No, no. This is right across the street from where, um, what just left. The oh, House the of House Blues. of Blues. Yeah. Yeah. It was right there. Yeah. Okay. It's amazing what's, what the, the, the history uh, of this town and how much you know about this town. It's... Well, I mean, the fact that... Uh, I toured the world with Catherine Dunham, and this was one of the places here in L.A. that we worked. Yeah. I'm going to ask you about Catherine Dunham and touring the world. We're going to take a break real quick. Okay. We'll be right back with more of the diva. <laughs> Francis Davis <laughs> the is diva, here. Honey, <laughs> the diva, The diva. Okay. You know, I've been meaning to tell you this, Michelle. You know, there ain't nothing square about Squarespace. Amen. It is fabulous. It is so future forward. It's it hip is, to be square, by the way. Well, it is good. I've never turned down a square. It's hip to be Squarespace. I, I, absolutely. And Squarespace has made it even more cool to be square because Squarespace offers everyone who's creative, or even if you're not creative, an opportunity to create your own website, which everyone needs. And also, everybody needs to be their own boss. Why not? You don't need to owe anything to anybody. You don't need to be calling somebody when you switch the word of to the you know because the sisters are doing it for who themselves and that's what Squarespace is all about doing it for yourself it is so simple to do honestly obviously you are creating a website that reflects who you are why not you be the the person to do it of course and when you're ready to purchase a plan you can get that 10% off with the offer code RU go to squarespace.com offer code RUE we are back with Frances Davis talking about her career as a dancer. And you said, were you in West Side Story with Cheetah? Oh, yeah. The amazing, the ultimate. And I- Cheetah Rivera. Cheetah yes, Rivera. honey, the one and only. Well, I first met Cheetah was in Mr. Wonderful. Oh, she That's was. That's when I first yes. met her. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And so what, um, what can you tell us about Cheetah? What was she, what's she like? Uh, fiery. I uh-huh. mean, and we... We both, you know, she had also ballet training. Uh-huh. And, I mean, when we did the American number, we stopped the show every night. Wow. Yeah. And there was a point when I got too close to her, she said, back up, Liz. <laughs> 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 you have to understand, when you see the programs, Francesca, my name is Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. And when you join the union, 
there can't be two of the same name. Right. And, and what union is it? Equity. Uh-huh. Equity Union. And there was already Francis Taylor in the union. So I had to change to my middle name, which is Elizabeth. Now, the Elizabeth Taylor out here in L.A. did not belong to that union. So I was the first Elizabeth Taylor on Broadway. Uh-huh. All right now. All right. Now, <laughs> Miles and I, he was doing a, a concert in Big Sur. The Monterey? The uh, Monterey Jazz Festival. Uh-huh. And we had lunch at this restaurant called Nepente. And uh, it's very interesting. Her husband... Richard Burton. Richard Burton came oh, in. Pick one. <laughs> yeah, and we got into a great conversation. And, uh, you know, he was just a great storyteller. And I thought, let me tell him about me being Elizabeth Taylor on Broadway. <laughs> and just the way he spoke was, oh, my God, we've got to go on the set. You've got to meet Elizabeth. Okay, so Miles and I and Richard. She was making the sand, the sandpaper. The sandpiper. Sandpiper, yes. yes. Sandpaper. The sandpaper. Sandpiper. <laughs> so we go on the set, and I stand there looking at this woman's glorious violet eyes. She was beautiful. And Richard looks, looks up at her and says, Darling, I want you to meet the chocolate Liz. <laughs> 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 she didn't really react. <laughs> no. But anyway, it needed it miles. <laughs> oh, that's But that, that was the meeting. It was cute. Anyway. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So now, obviously, before the career on Broadway, you were a gorgeous 14-year-old kid in Chicago dancing uh, up a storm with, with what dance troupe? It was, Catherine no. Dunham came later. Later, yes. yes. Who were you with in it, Chicago? Well, my teacher who came to the Rosenwald building where I lived. The Rosa who? Rosenwald building. Rosenwald. The Rosenwald. This can tell you. In Chicago? In Chicago. Uh-huh. What part of Chicago, Francis? Southside Chicago, 46th and Michigan Avenue. Do you see where it says Rosenwald? Oh, yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Rosenwald building. Yes. And, uh, uh... Oh, the famed Rosa. Yeah, yeah. Is it still there in Chicago? But it's not famed anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, but so it... Rosenwald was part owner of Sears and Roebuck, I see. Yeah. And he built this building. And you guys lived there. Yeah. I mean, it was like an upper middle class, you know, and they had everything, all activities for, for the children. And black folks could live in there? That's what I'm saying. It was for, for middle, upper class blacks. Okay. I mean, lawyers, doctors, uh, publishers of ma- uh, sure. magazines and all that. And my father worked at the post office. But my father would take his family wow. across country. He would drive us on vacation time from Chicago to California. Wow. And What year are we talking now? Well, I was born in 1929. I was 10 at 39. Mm-hmm. So when, how old was I when I was 14? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 10. Yeah. It was all during that time. And then he drove us from Chicago to Mexico City, Cuernavaca. You are stuff. kidding me. I'm not. Xochimilco, all of these places. So I had the strength. I had sure. I was and people used to say, Mr. Taylor works at the post office. He must be with the CIA. Mm, <laughs> mm. Right. But I had that independence in me. Yeah. That's why it surprised me so much when, when Miles Davis asked you to quit your career yeah. and you went along with it. That's what's so puzzling to me, I that know. this independence that you, your father's daughter, yeah. especially a black man who was not afraid to go and to places where um, black folks weren't going. Right. You know? That's why it surprised me. Does it surprise you? When I look that, back, it does. Yeah. 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 But you know, What did your father say? When you told him, you know what, I'm going to quit Broadway for miles. I, I, I really didn't tell him at first. <clears throat> but what happened was, okay, I'm with him now. And we would go into Chicago for some of Miles' gigs. And my father at one time told him, do not come back here unless you're married to my daughter. Mm-hmm. How long had you been t- with Miles at that point? Uh, that was, was that, I mean, no, uh, Mr. Wonderful. So you had been together with him for like a couple of, couple of years at that point. Yeah. 50, 
51, I guess maybe. Mm-hmm. 52 mm-hmm. some some And he was at there. the he was he was a big star. Yeah, and when he when I first met him as I say I met Cyril's. I mean Cyril's was hot. I mean every celebrity, I mean Sammy was there. Mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, I mean you, you name them. And George Slaughter was the manager. George Slaughter, the guy from uh, Laughing. Laughing, that George Slaughter? Yeah. And George. Jo- well, wait a minute, he wasn't in television at that point? He no, was a no, club manager. I didn't manager. know about television at that point. He was the club manager of Cyril's. Wow. And it's so funny. He like became my godfather because all these gentlemen, in the, a lot of them in the audience, were hitting on little Francis. Yeah. And one of them wanted to take me to. Las Vegas. He said, uh-uh. <laughs> and I said, uh-uh. But first of all, I was too into my craft. I mean, it was charming that they wanted to yeah. to date me and all that. <clears throat> and when Miles came to meet me, he his his uh, drummer, Max Roach, had come to see the show wow. and went back and told Miles, man, there's a little girl in that Catherine Dunham company who can dance her ass off. Mm-hmm. So Miles comes out and he checks it out and He's smitten, but he's smitten like everybody else. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> he left. And you knew of him at that point? Not, no, I didn't know who he was when I was at Cyril's. Uh huh. No, no, no. You weren't listening to jazz? No, I was in other countries with, uh, listening to Spain and flamenco and yeah. Argentina and tango and Brazilian choros. Yeah. I didn't know anything about that. I did know a little bit about. Johnny Mathis. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so at this point, um, you are, you're traveling with the Catherine Dunham. Is it Dunham? Yeah. Uh, company. Just, um, and where's your kid at this point? With my family. With, with your family they, in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, so you're traveling, taking, uh, uh, had you been on Broadway at this point? You mean? It, when you it, when were at Zeros? No. 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 So that was the first time you met uh, uh, Miles, Miles Davis, yeah. and you had a little tryst with him. You had some fun with him. Yeah, and when we left, when the engagement was over with Ciro's, I went back to Chicago before going back to Europe with Dunham. And Miles had to come into uh, to Chicago at that time uh, to do a gig, and so I invited him to meet my family, and that's when he... Asked my father, he said to my father, he'd love to, to marry me. Mm-hmm. My father said, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that he did at that time was quite unbelievable. I didn't even know he would do that. Yeah. And, of course, here again I say I was too to my craft. I wasn't going to marry anybody. I wasn't into that. Right, right, right. And so um, <laughs> and he had been married once before at no. that point. No. I was the first Mrs. You Miles were the Davis. first. He had his high school sweetheart who he had three children with. Right, because he was oh. from Chicago, the Chicago area also. St. Louis. He was from St. He was born in Chicago but grew up in St. Louis. No, he was born in St. Louis. Oh, okay. Yeah. All he right. was born in Alton, Illinois. Yeah, Alton, Illinois. Ah, which is across the river in uh, from St. Louis. He, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, he's so good with geography. <laughs> So, um, uh, so then, um, after he, t- he asked you to leave Broadway, you traveled the world, uh, in the jet set with him in gigs around the world. Well, yes, we did. Uh, and it's very interesting. The countries we were in, I had already been in. Right. When I first joined the Dunham Company when she said she was ready for me to join in Paris. <clears throat> there was, when they found out that a ballerina was joining the company, there was a lot of, well, they didn't call it paparazzi then, but French press. They mm-hmm. were all over it. And um, it's amazing. The French press came up with Dunham dancers are jealous because Francis Taylor is hogging the footlights. Well, I wasn't hog. I was just doing my job. Mm-hmm. But anyway, then when uh, when uh, Catherine was asked if I could perform with the Paris Opera Ballet, 
that was one of the biggest, absolutely wonderful things that happened to me. Were there other uh, blacks in the company? Oh, yes. It, it was a diverse group, you know. Mm -hmm. They were from Brazil. They were from... Um, there was one white girl that was in the company. Her name was Julie Robinson, who became Julie Belafonte. Ah. And there were four of us who became very good friends. We called ourselves the Sadies, which had nothing to do with married, married ladies. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, it, it was unbelievable. And so having grown up in such a, a very sophisticated way in Chicago... Uh, were you ever surprised at what you witnessed uh, traveling around the world in this company? Well, to me, traveling with the company was an education in itself. I mean, in in Paris, I mean, when we met people, I mean, I hung out with Jean Bartet, who spoke no, no, no English. English. And I had a very good ear. So I was speaking a little French when I left Mm -hmm. Going to Spain. <laughs> and then when we were in Spain, the, I was just fascinated with flamenco music and dance. And because of that, much later when I was with Miles, there was a company that came to the New York called Roberto Iglesias. And I thought, I would love for you to hear this music, this sound, Miles, because I think with your sound and the sound, it would just be a magical marriage. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to go. But when we left the theater, we went immediately to the Colony Record Shop. You're on 52nd and Broadway? 52nd and Broadway. And he bought every flamenco album. And the next day he called Gil Evans. He said, I want to do this album. And it did come out called Sketches of Spain. One of and his, his mother said, why didn't you give Francis credit for that? Mm. He didn't. But anyway, but you did I, appear on several of his album covers. Well, yeah, my right. someday my prince will come. That was the first one. ESP. ESP. Uh, Miles at the Black Hawk. Uh huh. And also, Porgy Best shows our hands and knees touching. Yeah. Not faces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty amazing stuff here. You know, it's it's really amazing. So, uh, how many years in all were you together with Miles Davis? Well. I look at it this way. I rehearsed for four. I was married for five. I count them all. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> right. We're going to go to break, but I want to ask you quickly just about the, um, the, the Christ science. Uh, Christian uh, science. Christian science. Christian. It's different from Christ science. Yeah. Yeah. This is Mary Baker Eddy. Mary Baker my Eddie. very breaker, Eddie, and my, I was brought up in Christian Science. My grandmother was staunch Christian Science. She never used doctors or anything like that. Is that what what uh, Jim Henson was? Was he Christian Science? He he. That's why he never went to the doctor. Uh, that's why he died because he uh, had some, he didn't want to go to a doctor. Does this sound familiar? I'm looking you guys? it up. She's it's against it the religion. Is that so, what it is? But yeah. I mean, I didn't go that far. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But it's just. I don't know the prayers and what I feel from her writings. Uh, from Mary, uh, Mary, Mary, Mary Baker, Baker Eddy. Mary Baker Eddy. Yeah. Still and resonates with you. Still resonates with me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with more Francis Taylor Davis. You know, when I was a kid, I used to go up to thrifty drugstore and look at all the magazines. I was addicted to magazines. Did you steal them? I did not steal them. I would actually just stand right at in front of the, the magazine rack for hours. And just read them. And devour them. I, be, I became a magazine addict. And I still am. But it's so much easier today to do that. Of course, thrifty drugstore is no longer in existence. Aww. But we do have texture.com which has all the magazines. Like over 200 titles for you to choose from. Text and it's, and it's not expensive either. No, it's not. So it's normally $9.99 a month. Yeah. But of course, we have to do something for our listeners. That's right. So if you sign up now at texture.com slash RU, you get 14 days. It's a free trial to check out Texture. Now, Rue was just talking about his days at Thrifty Drug. Mm -hmm. I love magazines. I remember in the late 80s, early 90s, when magazines were a must. Yes. You couldn't go anywhere without checking out Vogue. And uh -huh. then Marie Claire was big. And yes. uh, Allure started to just take off. And Elle and all those magazines. You couldn't do anything anything without looking through them. You wouldn't get dressed 
without knowing what's going on. That's right. You know, they help you curate your fashion life. But the, the Texture has more than just fashion magazines. Oh, yeah. We're talking sports. We're talking... GQ. Uh, gardening. We're Martha talking, Stewart Weddings. Oh, it's amazing. We're, we're talking uh, home and design decor magazines. Yeah. They're all there. Over 200 titles. And like you said, $9.99 a month. But no, we are doing something better. 14-day free trial when you go to texture.com slash rue. And here's the best thing about Texture for us, you guys. It's searchable. You can mark what you like. So if you see something, you go, oh my God, in this page, I know Allure does a lot of these things where you find they have like uh, makeup stuff. Sure. So you mark the page and I usually used to dog ear it and yes. then trying to find it. This It's searchable. You can mark what you like, check out the back issues. You can check out bonus video content and even curate, they curate articles that they think that you're going to like in magazines just for you. I love that. That is the 21st century of magazines. I mean, we are in a new day. Texture.com is the way to go. Now go to texture.com slash rue, get that 14 day free trial yep. and you are going to love it, honey. That's texture.com slash ru. We are back with Frances Davis talking about her life, an amazing life. Um, so uh, eventually you did leave uh, Miles Davis. Um, but you know what's interesting about dancers though is that you know there's really just a short window of time that you can you can be up on that stage uh, really given it. You started at about 14 years old. Well, the fact that I started taking lessons, I was eight. I was on point at 10. I was performing the Swan Lake Ballet by the time I was 16. And then when my teacher felt that I should go further, she set up an audition for me in downtown Chicago with the famous Edna McRae School of Dance. And I think a wonderful thing I had no problem, of course, I got in. And thanks to Edna McRae, at that time, Catherine Dunham's company was performing in the theater there. And she said, I think you should go and see them and also audition for them, which I did. And, I mean, Catherine was just, and the company were just in awe. Mm -hmm. But, you know... All of this dance that I've done, and I never had any fears. Mm -hmm. And with auditioning, and even though at the McRae, I was the only colored in the class. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think about that. And when I think about it, I was like four Broadway shows. I never thought about my color. And I think it's because my family never discussed it with us as mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. At the dinner table... I do remember them talking politics. I know my grandfather was Republican. My father was Democrat. But I think at that time, what was going on in this country with the whole racial, it, mm -hmm. they, they did not bring that up with me. Hmm. So I wonder I, why. Why should they? Hmm. My father just wanted me to concentrate on what I, when I heard, when we were called colored in, I thought, Colored? No, I'm ballerina. <laughs> I didn't understand colored. Yeah. But that's the way we were called it. Then it went to Negro, then it went to African American, and then black. I mean, uh -huh. so. Right. But why should they put the pressure on me auditioning as a colored girl and not being able to concentrate on the ballerina part? Right. Right. Do you see what I mean? I do. I do. Did you ever run into uh, Josephine Baker in Europe? I saw her performance in Europe when I was with Catherine. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I saw these, see these pictures, and it looks like your legs are up to the ceiling in these pictures. Yeah. Do, are, have you, um, now, and you're not very tall now. Have you always been the same height? Yeah. You, why do your legs you're look teeny, so long? tiny. I just have long legs, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you know a little something about that, Rue. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you notice, I don't have bulging muscles. Right. It's straight. I mean, because a lot of ballerinas have the, the bulging. Sure, yeah. And, and you know, even uh, Mitzi Copeland mentions that she has. She's know, she's bulkier, Misty, yeah. Yeah. Her but, body's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So now, okay, so by the time that um, Miles Davis asked you to stop performing on Broadway, how many more years as a dancer do you think you would have had had you not stopped? Uh, probably would have still been dancing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
I, I don't know, but uh, let's see how I can I put that. The fact that when I couldn't take any more abuse, I did continue to dance. Was dancing an escape for you? Dancing was my love all, mm. all, all along. So when I came out here, I hid out with Nancy Wilson wow. at her home in uh, Baldwin Hills. Mm -hmm. And when I felt strong enough and not in fear, I started teaching mm -hmm. dance classes at the Coronet Theater. And then Mouse's manager lived out here on Queens Road, and he, they loved me. And so the next thing I knew, I was at parties and meeting all these people, but also getting jobs. I was doing Hollywood Palace. Remember Hollywood Palace? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the next thing I was... Oh, it was a TV show. I remember Sammy yeah. Davis Jr. would host it. Yeah, and and then um, my first television... As one of the dancers, as one of the company dancers. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I got a call to, to be in the, the, my first television special with Harry Belafonte and Petula Clark. Wow. And then next thing I knew, I was in Blake Edwards' film called Waterhole Number 3 with James Colburn. And then Blake asked me to join him for dinner at his home up Sunset Plaza. Now people say, uh-oh, Blake was wonderful, a gentleman. He just wanted to tell me about another movie he wanted me to be in. And that movie was The Party. Oh, yes, with, with Peter, Peter Sellers. Sellers. It's funny you say that because, you know, um, uh, there's a lot of controversy going on right now yes. where producers are asking people to go to their to hotel go to their room. Ho right. And I was just thinking, I've never been asked to go to a hotel room to I get guess. a script <laughs> or to someone's house. But you're saying this was actually on the level. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. On the level. Had other producers asked you to come to their hotel or house to no. see a script? No. And at this point, was he married to No, he Julie wasn't Andrews? married to Julie Andrews at, at this, this point. time. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. No. So you did this movie, I did the, the movie, party. The Party, and then after that uh, came up another television special uh, with Julie Andrews and... Beverly at, Sills? Julie Andrews and Sammy Davis. Oh, and Sammy Davis. And Blake was at one of the rehearsals. And he came to me, he said, Francis, can you take Julie in the dressing room and try to give her some movements to get down? Uh-huh. Well, I took her in the dressing room, and I said, now, Julie, stand against the wall. And I put my body against hers. We're both facing out. And I said, now, contract and release and roll and roll. Contract. <laughs> some denim technique movements. Uh -huh. And she said, Francis. Because <laughs> she wondered what I was doing, yeah. rolling and rolling. But, yeah, but yeah. Later, Blake said, whatever you did, she did it. Wow. She got it. Yeah. Wow. And then after that came the 68 comeback special with Elvis Presley. Right, mm. right. And there are pictures of me dancing right next to him. Later when I'm at the Hamlet, this woman comes in and she says, do you know that you're in the Graceland pop-up book? I said, no. So I get the book and it shows all of uh, the, the kitchen, the, the living room, bedroom, all that. And in the TV room, there were seven albums that he loved. Now we talked in between at rehearsal when we sure, had breaks with and all Elvis, that. Yes. So he knew what. Now, Mouse is 125 albums, right? The album, one of the albums that he loved was the one with me on the cover, Someday My Friends Will Come. Yeah. That's one of the seven albums. In, I've never been to Raceland. I'd like to see it, but I have the book. It yeah. shows it. Wow. That's wow. amazing. Yeah. It is It is really amazing. So, you know, this this life of yours, which they were only really touch on a, a, a small portion of it in Miles Ahead, the film. Right. Which you are a consultant. You're actually a co-producer on that film. Co-executive producer. Yeah. Uh, 
But when you think about this life you've had, there's so much. You see it as perhaps a limited series on Netflix or something, or, you know, I'm always yeah. interested in, in, in the journeys of, of people who come from places that uh, um, aren't, let me just spit it out. I'm always interested in black folks who have just gone around the world and right. done all this wild stuff. Yes. Right. Because you don't hear these stories. You don't hear these stories. You know. No. And how many people do not know really who Catherine Dunham is? Right. Right. Really. I'm one of them. <laughs> right. No, because we know the we know the Martha Grahams. We know the Peter. Twilight Tharps. Twilight Tharps and Peter he, Taylor. Jose Lamone. Yeah. Yeah. But Catherine... But, was there before them, and but she, maybe that's why you don't know. And she, and she was a uh, Chicago-based company. Uh yeah. And but, and but her her people were from all over, but New York is where she had her school. Catherine Dunham. Yeah. And uh, uh, but also we're not dance majors, so that's true. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, our listeners will have to go and Google Catherine Dunham. Yes, Catherine Dunham with a K. Yeah. And so, okay, so then let's talk about your 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 life in West Hollywood because then um, uh, after all of that, you decided to go into the restaurant business, and most people of the um, um, who know you now know you from your life at the Hamburger Hamlet, which is right now it's it's no, no longer there, but it, it's at the end of. Uh, Doheny and uh, Sunset around that area. Yeah, so near the Sunset Towers over there by um, Hornburg Jaguar or Range Rover. People who are from out of town who don't know. But tell me about that. You were there for twenty years. Well, that was that was the last one. I mean, when when the whole performing business was over, in terms of television and movies. I was dating George Barry, president of Fabergé, mm-hmm. and um, he knew the owner of this restaurant on Sunset. I think it was called Estrella. Does that mm. make sense? Mm. I don't know. Mm. But that's when I first started hostessing. And it's so funny. Uh, George Barry's, Cary Grant was on the board of directors of George Barry's company. Uh-huh. And I remember having a Thanksgiving dinner. George, Cary Grant, Francis, and it was uh, Cary Grant's daughter. Mm-hmm. And George was always so proud of me. And I guess he must have said a lot to Cary about me. And when Cary met me, he looked at me and he said, my what a marvelous tan you have. <laughs> oh, oh and I said, Carrie, it's permanent. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Went through that. And and it's interesting. I would stay with him sometimes at the Beverly Hills Hotel. I mean, I was on his jets and all that. And he did a movie called A Touch of Class. Mm-hmm. And we came home from an event one night. And I was chic and in, in, in always chic. And there was a message in his box. We got upstairs and it said, what happened to your touch of class? I mean, he turned whiter than white. He said, why didn't they leave their name so I could tell them about class? Mm. I mean, so we've been going, you know. So someone had was dissing him? For being with... With a you. woman of color. Woman of oh. color. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, and when I was with Miles and we in the Ferrari business, we drive into Beverly Hills and they'd stop him because, what's he doing? Right. But, yeah. I mean, so right. we went to all of that. Yeah. And, to, and, and George Barry was the president of Fabergé. Fabergé. Was he responsible for getting uh, Lola Falana on uh, as the Tigress woman? Do you oh, remember when I, Lola? I, yeah, but I think he got her. I know he got her something. I can't yeah. remember. She what. was the face of, of Tigress, yeah. which was a fa- right. Were you friends with her? I met her. I mean, I mean, not close friends, right. And you were friends with Eartha Kitt? For a moment. For a moment. Well, I mean, it didn't, it should have lasted. But, you know, somehow jealousy, I've never been jealous of anybody. But uh, she was performing at, 
what's the hotel in in Hollywood? Oh, the Roosevelt? Roosevelt Hotel. And I was there with some of my friends. And um, at one point, she was drinking champagne. And she said something to me about Miles that didn't sit right. So, And she said something to the other lady. We thought we'd better go. Mm -hmm. So on the way to the elevator, carpeted floors, you can't hear anybody coming after you. All of a sudden, her hands were around my neck and she decked me. Oh, to the floor. Oh, really? Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. Now, I'd been uh, in her home, which was right next to the, to the hamlet up mm -hmm. that street. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, we knew each other. But sometimes jealousy plays its weird head. Also, when there's alcohol involved. Yeah. You know. But was she jealous because she had also been with Miles? That's what it sounded like. I see. And what about the other way? Uh, did you also, were you also friendly with Cecily Tyson, who became one of his wives? Not really. Uh, and then uh, there, uh, who was the other? Betty. Her name oh, was Betty, Betty Davis. Davis. Exactly. Yeah. She was her. married in, she was right after you. Yeah. That lasted a year. And I think Cecily lasted my maybe five years. Yeah. I went the distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> but anyway, when all the dancing and all that started, George Berry started me with this particular restaurant. And then uh, I was told, uh, I was asked to come over to, which was opening where the House of Blues sits, called Roy's. It was very in. Roy Silver was a manager. He handled Bill Cosby, the Mamas and Papas, and all that. Mm -hmm. It became like the restaurant. And I was written up in Los Angeles Magazine because of all the people who came to see me. I mean, it was amazing. But, of course, during that time, that was when a lot of the cocaine and all the right. drugs and stuff. And, unfortunately, uh, it, it didn't last. Right. And after that, I went into La Dome. Yes. Where was La Dome? Right on Sunset. At what? Well, it's right next door to oh, where right. Petit it's, Four is. Right. You, right, yeah, it's right, right there between um, um, it's between La Cienega. It's right at Sunset Plaza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything was on Sunset yeah. Plaza. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, I went into uh, the Hamburger Hamlet on Beverly Boulevard. And then after that, I was asked to go into a new restaurant called Cafe Morpheus. They were having live jazz. Mm -hmm. And they wanted me there. So I the left one on the Beverly Boulevard. And then while I was working at that one, Chasen's nephew used to come in. And he just thought I was wonderful. So when that closed, Chasen's nephew asked me to come over to Chasen's. I see. So, and then after that is when, because they were almost ready to close, but he wanted me to be there. Yeah, yeah. And after that, Sunset Hamlet. For many, many years. From 91. From 91 on. we got Francis Davis here. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Child Squarespace is at it again. Uh-oh. Oh, yes, honey. They are making breakthroughs in this world. Honey, the 21st century. Church. Church baby. <laughs> Squarespace is all about Squarespace, honey. If you want a website, if you want to do it easy and simple, you want to drag and drop. Yes, please. Girl, you get your butt on over to Squarespace.com and you use that back. And it's not even a backslash anymore. It's just a slash. It's just a slash. We, you know, this is how cool they are. Yeah. You don't, you don't even have to do the back they cut the back backslash in half you just use a slash that's old school that's old school backslash what what we just said slash slash get a free trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com and check it out we get some great emails at rupaulpodcast at gmail.com tell us about their squarespace websites i've got one here today. you got one there i do can i, I read it? hear all about it good luck with this last name but i'm going to give it a, a college try okay? okay okay dear rue and michelle first off i want to say thanks for the wonderful podcast i was against getting squarespaces for 
ages, Squarespace for ages, because it was like when your mom tells you to do something and you just don't want to do it. Yeah, right. A right, rebel. Right, right. But listen to Rue mention the shift in Saturn and 28. Uh-huh. Something clicked. So I went on Squarespace and set up my site. In minutes, the site domain was published and everything launched easily. Mm. The interface is so easy to understand and the uploading system is a dream. I can just drag and drop my files in without worrying about any space limits. I take photographs and my major is in fashion photography. Oh. So the built-in gallery style is amazing for me. You can view my site at D-A-L-E-H-E-N, like Dalehenbauer, B-A-U-E-R. <laughs> and keep sending your uh, Squarespace websites at RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com and get a free trial with no credit card required and get that 10% off. So go to Squarespace.com, offer code Ru, Squarespace.com, offer code R-U. We are back with Frances Davis talking about her life, amazing life from Chicago, dancing with the Catherine Dunham Company to Broadway, opening up in West Side Story and Mr. Wonderful, and then meeting Miles Davis and traveling the world with him and then fleeing there because there was violence. There was violence. Actually, um, uh, you see a little bit of it in the movie, Miles Ahead, which is based on your relationship with him. And then uh, out here to California in the restaurant business, when was the next time you ran into Miles Davis? After you fleed him, um, because there was abuse there, uh, when was the next time you ran into him? Well, one of his musicians, Cannonball Adderley, who adored me, he didn't want me to continually have this fear of running into him. You were afraid of running into him? Yeah. I, I would assume she was, which yeah. is why she ran in the first place. Mm. So it's got to be right. scary right. to see your attacker, mm. you know? Mm. Right. And so when I was staying with uh, Nancy, she told her maid and other people, if anybody calls for Francis, she's not here. But someone made a mistake, and Miles got on the phone, and he said, uh, that's where you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I come out there, there'll be nothing left. Oh my that God! Was what do you what did you think he meant by nothing left? <laughs> what do you think I meant? He meant it would be over for me. Oh. So what did you do? I regrouped, and this is where Christian signs come in. I I know who I am. I am strong. I am independent. I can do this. I can go ahead. Nobody's going to stop me. You are a child of God. Do it. And so I did it. As I said, by starting in teaching and then the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But it was frightening in the beginning. But anyway, so Cannonball came to town. And so he wanted to take... Miles was playing at Shelley's Manhole in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He said, I just want... You just touch base. So he he was big, cannonball. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I went with him. How many years later is this after the Nancy Wilson uh, fleeing to Nancy Wilson's house? Uh, probably, I guess maybe two or three years after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe even less than that. <clears throat> but anyways... No alimony or anything. No. I Jewelry. See. Well, first of all, <laughs> no. It's unbelievable, that whole part of it. Uh huh. But anyway, so I, 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 I did go with him to see Miles, and it was like nothing had happened. I mean, he em- embraced me. Mm-hmm. I let him, and I heard the set, and that was that was end of that. That was it. Yeah. And then another time, he was his paintings were at a gallery in Beverly Hills, and I'll never forget when I came in, he took me aside. And he pointed to this picture. And he said, that's your ass. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, Miles talk like this. Right. 
I mean, when, when in our home in New York, 312 West 77th Street between Weston and Riverside Drive, he bought the home when we got married. Mm-hmm. And the, the, our uh, bedroom's upstairs, and he had to whistle for me to come up. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if I was going to go up, be made love to, or be knocked down. Mm. I didn't know which one. Mm. <clears throat> That's amazing. It's amazing. And the one that really got me was when he was with the drug scene. Right. And I, I really didn't know all about that. Yeah. And so the combination of cocaine, Percodan, and scotch and milk, mm-hmm. found out later he was doing, and the jealousy. I'll never forget, he came home and he was looking for this imaginary man. There's nobody here. Mm-hmm. The children were, because the children came to live with us. His three children were yeah. teenagers. And he's looking for, for this imaginary man uh, in the bedroom, in the closets, on the bed, come downstairs to the kitchen, and he gets the bush knife. He's here. I said, Mom, there's nobody here. We go to the basement. There's nobody here. And, you know, we came back up, and I tried to make a dash to the door. You're not going anywhere. But a light bulb came on in my head, and I went, you know what, Miles? There is somebody here. <laughs> Let me get on the phone and call the police. Yeah. That's how I got out of it. So you, you got out of that situation. Was that the, the final straw right there? Was that the moment? You stayed a little bit longer. Oh, I stayed longer. Yeah, I see. Yeah. That's how you got is it? It's just so interesting. I, I, you know, I, I know people who have done drugs. I've been around drugs my whole life. Um, I haven't done drugs in many, many years, 18 years. I, I, it's always interesting to me that you think these omnipotent artists who are so bright would yeah. be able to transfer that brilliance into other areas, like into, say, even to psychology, under understanding their own mind mm. and why they do what they do right. it's always so disappointing to hear that someone who's so brilliant has not been able to transfer that brilliance into their own emotional evolution God, it happens all the time all right? the time yeah, yeah it does it all does. the time and me being so naive to, to all of that and well, never you were young you were really well young. i mean i had well i was i mean i was 30 yeah but, for but instance, that's you, young. Also you been, were 22 like around there, I'm assuming when you were when you left Broadway, right? Because if you started really young, well, and and Mr. Wonderful no. was on Broadway 56, and West Side Story was 57, you were still very very young. Yeah, but remember, I had my child. Yeah, true. So you were a little worldly, but still. But yeah. see, but you had traveled the world. I, I'm just so, so I'm surprised that still there was still this naivete naivete there, uh, having traveled the world. Well, it was there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Do, sorry. What about you now? Going into coming from you know chartered uh, jets from Switzerland to you know Japan, uh, and then working in the restaurant business. Did you feel like? Did you feel like you had that life had cut you a raw deal, having come from? The top, now you're a hostess at Hamburger Hamlet. It was Roy's, the first one. Yeah. But when I think about my age then, I mean, I had a child and a grandmother. I always felt that going into the restaurant business I was still on stage. Uh The door opens, the curtain goes up, and I'm performing. Yeah. Because there was no way to do what I used to do, my knee and all that. Yeah. No. So, and the fact that I'd done so much, that's still in my head. I mean, uh, wait. Yeah. That's not going to change. Sure. And the fact that I, I keep on doing things. And I performed with Connie Stevens, and I was in Vegas and <clears throat> Tahoe and all these places and performing at the uh, the plaza in New York. 
And I've been going with Connie, I mean, well, we take cruises and uh, we'd end up in the south of France and we'd take the car and go up and down the Côte d'Azur. I mean, I didn't stop moving, honey. Yeah, and you've always been good friends with Connie Stevens. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Connie so, Stevens, Connie Stevens. Connie, Connie Stevens, Stevens. Yeah. yeah. My friend's daughter. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Shelly Fish. Uh, you know, Trisha Lee. Trisha, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Well, they call me Auntie Frances. Oh, that's amazing. That's how long we've known each other. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't have any fears about, oh, I can't do that anymore because right. I've done so much and yeah. I keep on moving. Now, what about this book, Francis? What about this book? You're talking about this book. What are you doing? I hope you're writing something every day. I mean, obviously, here we are. We've chronicled a good portion of your life here. Right. Uh, you know, what What would you like to see happen? Is it is it another movie? Is it uh, a television series? A book? What is it? Well, it's a book. And... Especially for the young ladies who have a passion, like I did with dance, to know no matter what color you are, you can you can do it if you really want to do it. And also, with women, you're in love, but if it comes to the point where it's just too hard to bear, you still can regroup and go on and be your own person with a touch of class. With a touch of class. Yes, Mom. <laughs> you got more than a touch of class. I need certain. Oh, well, thank you so much. You are lovely, and you are really an example of just just perseverance. And, and grit. And grit. And you know what? Balls. Balls. You got you balls. You got balls. <laughs> Like that. You do. Let me tell you, because to right. do what you did then and to do it so well and to be strong enough to leave a very powerful man, right. that takes balls, lady. It certainly it does. does. And the fact, you know, as I said, when I met, first met Miles, I didn't know who he was. So, I mean, he was just another another gentleman who yeah. was, wanted to be with the diva. <laughs> <laughs> well, Francis Elizabeth Taylor Davis. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to us. And it's been my pleasure to talk with you after all these years. I know. Okay. I love I love your story so much. It's so fascinating. I can't wait to see the movie, the next movie. The next movie. And read the book. And it's yeah. just, and I will, I'll see you in the neighborhood. Okay, you got it. All right. <laughs> and I always close with ciao for now. Ciao for now. <laughs> Thank you so much. And Michelle, ciao for now, that my darling. So, like I learned so much. It's just amazing, amazing yeah. story. You've yeah. got to see the movie Miles Ahead with Don Cheadle. Now I'm going to go watch it's it. It's amazing. It's fabulous. Yeah. I'm a big Miles Davis fan. And uh, How can you not be? Yeah, how can you not be? Music. Music. <laughs> a brilliant. Yeah, I believe in the music. Brilliant. Brilliant. You would not have loved the way you took care of your friends. Right. I mean, I mean yeah. Not, yeah. Yes. Yes. All right, my darling. Until next time. Yes, love. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.